This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. President Joe Biden in mid-April announced a withdrawing of U.S. troops from Afghanistan, bringing to an ostensible end the longest official war in modern history. He said in a speech from the White House that the war's objectives were won once Osama bin Laden was assassinated. We went to Afghanistan in 2001 to root out al-Qaeda, to prevent future terrorist attacks against the United States planned from Afghanistan. Our objective was clear. The cause was just. Our NATO allies and partners rallied beside us. And I supported that military action along with overwhelming majority of the members of Congress. While we will not stay involved in Afghanistan militarily, our diplomatic and humanitarian work will continue. We'll continue to support the government of Afghanistan. We will keep providing assistance to the Afghan national defenses and security forces. And along with our partners, we have trained and equipped a standing force of over 300,000 Afghan personnel today and hundreds of thousands over the past two decades. And they'll continue to fight valiantly on behalf of the Afghans at great cost. They'll support peace talks, as we will support peace talks between the government of Afghanistan and the Taliban facilitated by the United Nations. And we'll continue to support the rights of Afghan women and girls by maintaining significant humanitarian and development assistance. War in Afghanistan was never meant to be a multi-generational undertaking. We were attacked. We went to war with clear goals. We achieved those objectives. Bin Laden is dead and Al-Qaeda is degraded in Iraq and Afghanistan. And it's time to end the forever war. That's President Joe Biden on April 14th announcing a withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan to take place before September 11th of this year. But immediately reports emerged that the U.S. would continue the war from afar using drone strikes against one of the world's poorest nations. The New York Times reported a day after Biden's speech, quote, attack planes aboard aircraft carriers and long-range bombers flying from land bases along the Persian Gulf, Indian Ocean, and even the United States could strike insurgent fighters spotted by armed surveillance drones. We turn now to Dr. Hakeem Naim. He's a lecturer in the Department of History at UC Berkeley. He grew up in Afghanistan and lived in multiple countries as a refugee and immigrant before moving to the U.S. And Fahima Gahi is director of the Afghan Women's Fund. She's visited Afghanistan to open new schools for girls and literacy classes for women, create income-generating projects for widows to help them become self-sufficient, distribute clothing and school supplies to refugees, and guide numerous other humanitarian and educational projects in Afghanistan, Welcome to the program, Hakeem and Fahima. Thank you. Thank you. Hakeem, I'd like to start with you. Uh, President Biden said that the cause was just. He said that he supported the war and he has framed this 20-year war as one whose objectives were actually already reached with the killing of uh, bin Laden and the disruption of al-Qaeda. And it sounds like a very neat package, you know. All right, we went there righteously and now it's time for us to leave. We stayed a little too long. How do you view this characterization of the war from Biden? Well, it is more a form of kind of colonial and orientalist justification of an intervention that we have a lot of examples of 
this kind of justification going to war and creating instability destroying a place and that's and then just leaving by saying that while we did succeed or we reached our objectives but what biden said uh, actually after he visited the arlington uh, national cemetery in a very short sentences uh, has to some degree uh, shows the post invasion plan and strategy of the us in afghanistan what he said he said that afghanistan has never been unified or has never been a unified country and we were not there to unify it i was against that from the beginning again it is a colonial and orientalist uh, approach uh, afghanistan if we take this so called nation state global order within this global order afghanistan has been a unified country uh, for for long time in history uh, as any country in the world or in the region within this structure of nation state global nation state order or modern order but what uh, biden said that uh, is is has never been unified and we didn't go there to unify it it shows that what the us did in the last 20 years giving this 40 years of the war uh, US does not have a post invasion plan. US created the chaos, a very important chaos, by supporting the most corrupt elite groups that depended on the US. US created a system, a mafia system of economy that's run by the drug lords and the warlords and uh, contractors. Uh, opium production is reached to the highest degree. Uh, and nowadays, the, the force that U.S. entered to end the so-called extremist Taliban, now the Taliban is uh, coming back to power. They are very strong, and the, uh, Biden's decision to withdraw from Afghanistan is actually a golden gift to the Taliban uh, by just wait and see in a strengthened measure reject the peace negotiation and come to power uh, after so-called withdrawal. I want to turn to Fahima. You've worked for many years with women and girls in Afghanistan. In fact, that was one of the pretexts for the original war. When George W. Bush's administration launched that war, it was in part claiming to save Afghan women from the Taliban. Biden, in his speech last week, said, we'll continue to support the rights of Afghan women and girls by maintaining significant humanitarian and development assistance. What do you make of the stated announcement to withdraw U.S. troops and what that means for Afghan women and girls? Well, the announcement by Biden did not upset me because uh, U.S. is leaving, but because U.S. made a bigger mess um, in Afghanistan and lost too many opportunity to help Afghan to fix the problems that actually they, the U.S. created 40 years ago. You know, um, some probably think that the U.S. involvement in Afghanistan is only from 2001, but that is not true. The U.S. involvement in Afghanistan is from the mid-70s when their, uh, the Daoud government um, uh, started some reforms 
And then, of course, the um, uh, socialist government did even more reforms. That was not well received by the feudals and the thieves and thugs of the society. They found a refuge in Pakistan. Actually, they found they first they, they showed opposition to the government, and then they went to Pakistan, and Pakistan used them as uh, and mobilized them. Uh, and, and they formed armies of thieves and thugs, and some, of, of course, poor people, um, uneducated poor people. So um, since then, the CIA has been training and supporting a fundamentalist. Um, and then, of course, the very fundamentalists who later became the face of terrorism, um, and then U.S. went after them um, um, in 2001. So... Um, the U.S. Um, had many, many opportunity to to help the, um, Afghanistan, but instead they put the um, uneducated and the human rights violator and the drug mafia, just like uh, Dr. Hakim said, uh, in power and the corrupt people, and they became filthy rich. And of course, the infrastructure was not done very much in Afghanistan. The drugs and um, went up, and uh, uh, the corruption is um, unbelievable. And they, um, every one of them, have they, they claim um, a kingdom inside of Afghanistan. Another big problem that the um, U.S. created um, was the U.S. ambassador and the U.S. military personnel. Uh, kept meeting with those warlords and those people who had no, some of them had no uh, position in the government. They kept meeting them in their in their uh, residence or, or anywhere where the U.S. embassy and gave them relevancy. Not only that, um, uh, the uh, U.S. supported them. They they supported those militia, these uh, those uh, uh, private armies the leaders so much that uh, um, the, the the Afghan government, they undermined Afghan um, government, whether it was the Karzai government or whether it was later the Ghani government. And with all of those things, um, the U.S. started negotiation, negotiation with the Taliban. But at the same time, they dropped bombs on the villages in search for terrorists while they were having dinner and they were having a good time and paying for the, the trips of the terrorist leaders, but killing innocent people in the villages. Um, if that was the case, if that was, if they wanted to um, have dinner with the Taliban's leader and, and, and having, giving them a royal uh, treatment, why dropping so many bombs on the um, innocent people of Afghanistan in their funeral, in their wedding, in their homes, in their uh, villages, and killed so many people there? So, um, like I said, there are some gains in Afghanistan, especially for women and so, but the system is such that the corruption is, is very high there and the criminals are, uh, the criminal Taliban and the criminal Mujahideen and mafia, they are very, very strong. Right, so essentially the U.S. is leaving the country 
in much the same way it was before and of course in the meantime has killed tens of thousands of people. Hakeem, what about this report? I mentioned the New York Times had this piece a day after Biden's speech. You know, the, the Biden's speech is being cast as a, the end of the U.S. war in Afghanistan. But is it really the end if it just means removing troops from the ground But continuing an air war, the U.S. has already been dropping uh, bombs by drone on Afghanistan for years, and it had been uh, engaging in countries like Somalia and Yemen as an exclusively air war. It sounds like the U.S. just wants to take Afghanistan to the stage that it has taken countries like Somalia and Yemen, continuing the war in a more invisible fashion. Well, yes, I, I agree uh, that it's not going to be the end of the war in Afghanistan or bringing troops will end this war. I think uh, it is more a strategy to change the nature of warfare. Uh, we are going to have an image of like, okay, we the war in Afghanistan is ended and everybody should be happy and everybody, we fulfilled our um, success and we, we, fulfilled, we reach our goal. Uh, But the nature of the war is going to change how. First, Afghanistan in the last 20 years, uh, and if we take the, uh, how Ms. Faima explained that uh, in the last 40 years, the U.S. involved in Afghanistan, in the last 40 years or directly in the last 20 years, Afghanistan has turned into a proxy battleground between different intelligence services regional and international. CIA, by exa- for example, has militias, thousands of militias operating in Afghanistan. There are still thousands of contractors that Afghans do not do what they do not know what they are doing and they are operating in Afghanistan. And this is US there tax dollars at work, right? Exactly. And there are extensive, as you said, drone power that US controls and US controls the air space of Afghanistan completely. So it's going to be very naive and simplistic to think that the war will end. No, the nature of the war is going to end. The Afghanistan, unfortunately, uh, serves as a battleground for different proxy wars, the Saudis with the Iranians, Indians with Pakistanis, Russians with the US, China with the US. So I think uh, what the Biden administration uh, has announced was a continuation of the strategies that began from the first day of the war on terror. Obama carried it to the next stage, as you uh, rightfully uh, say, kind of extending the war to more than five different countries. And then uh, Trump took this initiative of dealing with Taliban, strengthening the Taliban, freeing thousands of the Taliban's and also other criminals from the jail as a potential um, force for the next war in in the region. And then Biden is continuing the same strategy, but with with this announcement, he showed that he continued Trump's strategy in Afghanistan in the most worst possible way that he could do. Fahima, what is 
uh, in store for the Afghan people once the U.S. leaves? I mean, is it fair to say that at least there will be one fewer fighting force on the ground? Or is it that through 20 years of, uh, you know, a, a destructive war, the U.S. is basically leaving Afghanistan with an even more emboldened Taliban? Before I answer that, uh, Sonali, when, um, I just have to add something. When Biden was running, a journalist asked him if he, um, if he leaves Afghanistan, wouldn't be leaving a lot of issues and problems there, and if he bears any uh, responsibility if the, you know, uh, if the Taliban come back and, you know, about the women's rights and if women lose their rights. And Biden said he feels he bears zero responsibilities. Hmm. So, uh, you know, Biden was the one actually voted for 2001 war. And, and the U.S. government, it doesn't matter if the Republican or Democrat is the uh, U.S. government, supported those monsters uh, financially from 43 years or 44 years ago. So um, it, that for him to say that he does not um, bear any responsibility, that is really immoral. U.S. has moral responsibilities. But what will happen if the U.S. leaves Afghanistan, which, uh, first of all, Sonali, the U.S. will not leave Afghanistan. There are thousands and thousands of contractors, like Dr. Hakim said, in Afghanistan. As you know, those contractors have a CIA clearance and those contractors have weapons and they can uh, be used as uh, in, in a, like a partial military or militia groups. The U.S. many thousand and thousand and one point I heard that there are 25,000 contractors there. The war um, has changed. The U.S. may not have ground uh, troops there, but um, you know, most of the operation would be done from North Carolina and from Virginia, from elsewhere. You know, they would be dropping bombs there. And another thing is that you, the U.S., in, in especially in the third world countries and the poor countries, they buy armies. They say that they will pay the Afghan armies. And of course, you know, they have their um, uh, supporters there, which they're the warlords and the drug dealers and the mafia that they became filthy rich. They have their armies. So their interest will be um, saved there in Afghanistan. And um, I think when they say that this uh, US is leaving, I think this is uh, kind of a political language for the public consumption, but the action is different. And, and, and also because of the regional issues right now with the Russia problems with Ukraine and China problem with the, with Taiwan and Hong Kong. Or also if uh, the U.S. really go after the um, military bases and the training camps in Pakistan and put pressure on Pakistan because U.S. did not find Osama in Afghanistan when they say that our, our objection was to get Osama. Osama was in Pakistan and most of the terrorist leaders were in Pakistan, not in Afghanistan. So if really, if that was the reason that they went to get Osama, so uh, then they should go after Pakistan. Not that I want to start any war with Pakistan. We're nearly out of time. Hakim, I just want to give you one uh, short uh, response, if you have anything to add to, because we got into the, the last, uh, an answer to what my last question would have been, which is, what do you think needs to happen now? And Fahima mentioned some of her suggestions. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think that there should be a peaceful solution of all the parties, including the Taliban, 
uh, should not be given any privileges or concessions that the US are keep giving to the Taliban, but all of them forced to uh, come to a peaceful settlement. I don't think that the US is gonna play a role when it comes to the peace, uh, but uh, I, 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 I think that the young generation, Afghans and Afghan people must take initiative in their hand and, and work for a settlement or a peace right. a settlement in Afghanistan. I know it might sound idealistic, but we do have a new generation in Afghanistan that who were born in these decades of invasion. I'm not very much optimistic, but I'm hopeful uh, that if Afghans take their destiny in their hand, and we have to work for a settlement. I want to thank the two of you so much for joining us. Dr. Hakim Naim is a lecturer in the Department of History at UC Berkeley, and Fahima Gahiz is director of the Afghan Women's Fund. And we've been talking about Biden's announcement about withdrawing U.S. troops from Afghanistan, the longest official war that the U.S. has ever been engaged in in the modern era. I'm Sonali Gohatkar. We're online at risingupwithsonali.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify.